0: All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us for Lesson 10 in the Christian Philosophy series. Lesson 10 in the Christian Philosophy series. A Keras Bible study hosted by Grace and Faith Fellowship. And tonight, the subtitle of our lesson is Creation versus Evolution. Creation versus Evolution. Now, this topic, there's there's a few different directions we can go with this one, okay? Now, what I want to do is kind of just look at the scripture and and talk about what we we see in God's word, all right? So, of course, if we're going to talk about creation, we got to go to Genesis. So let's go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1. And we'll read verses 1 through 4. Genesis chapter 1, 1 through 4. And we'll look look at that in the New Living Translation. All right. And after reading it in the New Living, I'm going to read it in the Amplified as well. All right, and it reads this way. In the beginning, God created the the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. And verse five says, God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, making the first day. Now let's look at that in the amplifier. In the beginning, God Elohim Created by forming from nothing the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void, or a waste and emptiness and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Primeval ocean that covered the unformed earth. The spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, pleasing, useful. And he affirmed and sustained it and separated the light, distinguishing it from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning. One day. Now, reading this, this is. What we refer to as the beginning of creation, right? So when we talk about the beginning of life, we have the creationist view and the evolution view. Now, as believers, right? If the scripture is the final authority, then what I'm reading here in Genesis one, Is the accurate representation of how life began, how things began, how Earth began. Now, when you think about evolution, though, okay, where did that come from? And who who has an understanding of like what what that represents? What is the evolutionary story versus the creation story that we just read Genesis one? Of course, we know we grew up with the with the Big Bang
1: theory, where you know this some explosion and everything <clears throat> came together out of some explosion. So. So that's based on science coming mm-hmm. over there, idea of what creation and how you have
2: to start. Mm-hmm. It seems like, too, I mean, one of the things that I observe, anyway, is a lot of times evolution starts with where we are today and works its way backward based on observation, which is science taking the five senses and seeing what is and then making the next assumption and trying to prove it. And so, you know, even the Big Bang Theory, we don't have any evidence that, you know, something like that happened. But, but because of the pieces they've seen from today backward, they make the assumption this must be what happened.
0: Well, this is good. This is good. That's a good um, view of it, because basically, the way Mary explained it, the the focus is on where you are in the present moment, where life is now, and then looking at the five senses, everything that we can gather in the five sense realm, and make it and come to a conclusion based on that, right? Okay. So it's almost like in the evolution view, we are working backwards versus the creation story where it has a clear beginning to progress to today. Mm-hmm. right? Because we, we base our understanding of creation on what? The word. Mm. now i'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm not really the biggest scholar in reference to biology at all so this this topic specifically wasn't something that I really wrestled with mm. even before I was was saved, it was just kind of understand understood okay, well, we didn't create ourselves. So, it it must be a a God, an intelligent designer, to start all this, right? Because when people would come and talk about you know the Big Bang, I was I would say, well, who started the Big Bang? Who set it off? Because anytime there's a bang now, somebody set it off. somebody somebody lit the match I mean there's something there's some type of beginning so how can so for me to 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 believe in the big bang then you're telling me that there was nothingness absolute nothingness and then all of a sudden there was an explosion and that's where life began yeah But the more I think about it, it's like, how outlandish is that? Because you mean, because we we take for granted so much. Like the, the, the ability to use language, to understand language, to understand concepts, the ability to think and perceive, the ability to talk, to hear. You mean all of that came from absolute nothingness? No intelligence.
2: things that we can't even even copy in our robotics right. Right. our robotics don't even look half as good <laughs>
0: right right and even the GMO foods that we try to produce anybody that's old enough to remember food that just came from the ground that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't modified <laughs> they'll tell you that it' t- that there's a t- it tastes totally different right right you know. Now, I haven't had an impossible Whopper yet, but <laughs> I've, I've heard that it's just, it's just not the same as the real beef. Mm-hmm. All right. yeah. But you mean to tell me that that cow came from a Big Bang that was set off by no, nobody, nothing? It just happened? Because even our
1: our ability to reason and our intellect, you know, I mean, how do we get all that? Where did that come from? It, like I said, just some explosion. We have the ability to reason and to think and to
0: right. comprehend, right? You know, so right, and and that's where that's what it that's what gets me.
2: The the other thing I was thinking, though, is, you know, really both sides of the story take faith. And the thing is, which is the more logical faith? Because in the end run, even when you're talking about creation and you're talking about a God that did this, which we know is true because he lives in us, and that means all the difference. <laughs> but um, even as you're wrestling through it, at, at some point you have to say, there's something I don't know and I cannot know short of it being revealed to me Um, you know either I believe in a God that has never had a beginning and an end I mean that is just out of our brain capacity or we believe in a in a big bang theory which is also out of our capacity and you have to put faith in one or the other so then you start looking at the evidence since that time and I'd say, hands down, the Lord's got it. Everything fits, and everything He prophesied has so far come true. Of what has followed through the time span, and that makes that makes it a lot easier to me to to rectify that thinking and and even admit there, in a in a micro sense, is an evolutionary concept that does happen in the physical world that you can observe. But it's not without the control of a mighty God who created it.
1: Well, to me, in order to, to believe the Big Bang Theory, you have to put a lot of confidence in your, your intellect. Mm-hmm. To yeah. To be able, and I think that's where that comes from. We want to be able to explain things from a, a radical, not a radical, but from a logical sense. And so, you know, okay, I want to be able to say, you know, this happened. So, verses just when we read this uh, Genesis 1, it just by faith you have to believe, okay, this is God by faith. Mm-hmm. I receive what they saying. This is happened mm-hmm. and take it by faith. Right. And so, but when you try to live your life based on logic and reasoning and that's all you want to live your life by then you have to try to make stuff make sense and so on you know and then like i said when you get to that like even with science okay you know big bang thing okay like you said what caused the big bang thing who caused it what even, even the chemicals that caused it happen. Who made that? How that? So it's always gonna be something that you gonna have to explain. Well, How did it come to being? You know, it's always gonna be a question.
2: It's just like those animal charts in biology in school. Because I agree, I didn't, I didn't dig deep into biology, but. You know, we all had to see those animal charts up on the wall with this tree of how they came from the very beginning, Big Bang, all the way up. And there are massive blocks of unknown, even in those charts that they swear by. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it still leaves a big gap of what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And you're right. If you're going to believe in your intellect and your and your reasoning, it it's either got to fill all the gaps or... Or it still is a complete faith walk
1: mm-hmm. then this thing about you know they came up with you know apes devolve into men Then you have to ask the girl well, why, why did they stop evolving? Yeah, why are they not involved
0: in that and that's and the, yeah because what what the theory, the bank bank theory leaves me is with more questions instead of answers. Nice. Now, I'm going to yeah. read something from this is just from space.com, um, you know, some something I pull up on the internet. It says The Bir- Big Bang Theory, the birth of the universe around 13.7 billion years ago, everything in the entire universe was condensed in an infinitely small singularity, uh-huh. a point of infinite denseness and heat. Suddenly, uh-huh. An explosive expanse began ballooning our universe outward faster than the speed of light. This was a period of cosmic inflation that lasted mere fractions of a second. About 10th power 32, 32nd of a second, according to the physicist Alan Goof's 1980 theory that change the way we think about the Big Bang forever. Now, I don't know about you, but me even reading that- make made my head hurt. I'm like, <laughs> where did, but even, uh, three, 13.7 billion years ago. Now the question is, okay, how do I know that timeline? That's right. And everything in the universe was condensed in a small singularity. But my mm-hmm. question is always going to be, well, who did that?
2: That's who right. That What's the from? cause?
0: What's the cause? Because if we believe in the law of cause and effect, yeah. right, right, if that's something that's observable and we can see it, every 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 action, there's a reaction. Well, yeah. what was the action that provoked the reaction of the Big Bang Theory? See, it's just more questions. But when I but when I read Genesis 1, I go here in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Bam. Simple. It's black and white.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Right? Now, as as complex and marvelous as life is, creation is, God created it. Mm
3: -hmm. I can
0: it I can receive that. Is it when I think about logic, that makes sense because god is being god mm-hmm. can do that because right. he is the creator elohim yeah. right i can i can see he
2: that. is life, right. He is life.
0: Very nice. right so you know when for for me to read that versus the explanation of the big bang theory i'm like it almost seems like it takes more blind faith to lead to believe in the big bang theory than it does in creation.
2: Yeah. Because the creation substantiates what the Lord already said is true. Again, it's going from beginning forward and what he says is true actually plays out and and it's observable in the natural world.
1: But I know mean, I was having a conversation with somebody maybe a few weeks ago, long ago but they were talking about you know, they were talking about aliens, you know, how mm-hmm. they believe aliens exist. I don't know. The, and, I, and I asked us, well, what do you base that on? And they was like, well, you know, God being who we, who He is, mm-hmm. He believes that God have some. Beings somewhere else that are more intelligent, intelligent than we are, mm-hmm. and you know, I said, okay, well, so what's your, but what did you base that on? And he was just like, well, just, and his his answer was just common sense, and I'm saying, you know, that's not common sense, you know, to believe that there's another form of life somewhere on another planet. Because my this is my take on it. I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. if there's another life, another form of life on another planet. Um, it will have to have a purpose. God don't create stuff just to be creating it. He created everything with a purpose Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and a plan. And, you know, why would he just create something just to put it on another planet and say, okay, it's out there. It will have to answer to him. Mm -hmm. It will have to have a purpose for being here. You know, so what would be the purpose of creating another Type of being on the planet, and of course we see these movies is some some type of monster killing folk, mm-hmm. you know. So right, um, but I'm saying it would have to have a purpose for being here. It, mm-hmm. God is not gonna create and say I'm gonna put it on the planet just just to, for the fun of it. No, it would have to have some type of significance as why it's here and what is its purpose for being here. Because God, and you understand God, God just don't do anything just to be doing. It. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my take on it. I was like, I wasn't dispute. I was like, but okay, it's just, he just don't be doing stuff like that just to be, say, okay, well, I'm going to create another being that's more intelligent, that's more, you know, have more intelligence to do what?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because if you read Genesis 1 all the way through, you see creation. And you see purpose right. for the creation. Mm-hmm. Right. The Big Bang Theory is well, my simple understanding of it doesn't give me any of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There's no, there's no concept of of value. Right. Right. So if I if I ascribe to the evolutionary theory, then basically the the value of a human being is no different than a, than a pig or a monkey yeah so we're just a you know, more a, a, a more advanced being right but there's no more purpose there's no final destination so to speak there's nothing there is there's there's no real absolute point to all of it right and i and, think
2: if,
0: oh i'm sorry go ahead no go you go ahead
2: now the other, the other thing I was just thinking of and it, it kind of dovetails a little bit with what Eric was talking about is um it it's helpful to know that the bible was written for human beings. Yeah. That means we don't really even know all the details of why uh, what God's thinking was in the animal kingdom, in the rock kingdom if you want to call it that, you know, the the other the other parts, we don't know the story of the stars. We don't know. We know exactly what's written here, and it leaves a lot of mystery. But that's okay. Because God is bigger than we are, and there is mystery we have not been told about yet. We've been promised it for eternity, but not yet. We're we're in a bubble of time right now to solve this sin problem. But um but um the the Bible doesn't Teach us about the every everything that is living in God's bigger creative thing. So you know we know there are spiritual beings that exist and they're their variety. It's not just quote unquote angel. I mean, there's a variety of creative beings. We know that from the word, but we don't know the details. we don't understand it. We don't know how it all planned out in God's time whatever you want to call it because we know he's outside of our time you know it's okay to admit that there's mystery is basically what i'm saying but as far as the human beings are concerned god's told us what we need to know right now to walk through this life and realize that he is sovereign that he is the creator the sustainer and thank the lord he's our savior and redeemer and that's why i feel like the scripture tells us just enough it doesn't give all the answers so it's going to be a faith walk again it's going to have mystery in it and it's okay to ask the questions but it doesn't mean necessarily that um it, well it we're definitely not going to be able to to use just our intellect and say okay i came to this place where i just know it's god because i can see all the pieces it's going to take a faith leap but i think that's
1: what people struggle with you just talked People struggle with that because we want answers to everything. We do. We don't want mystery. We don't want no mystery. Well, I want to answer this. I want to answer that. But why this, why that, why this, why that? And then when you can't give a a what you call an intellectual answer to some of the questions that they may have, Mm -hmm. it's like, Well, I really can't believe God. Yeah, I really can't believe the Bible then because I don't. You can't give me an intellectual answer as to this, and so they'd be like, "Well, I can't do it." But like you said, there's gonna be some mystery. I think there's a scripture that says, "Hey, it says the secret things belong to God." Mm-hmm. You know, I would use it's in the book of Deuteronomy, I believe. But it says, "But some things He kept Himself." So it's like, okay, I, you, we, you know enough to know that there is the there is the Creator who created the earth and I gave you enough information to know, okay, that this is what it's supposed to be. This is what it is. And then beyond that, we just have to trust. Like if you just said, trust in my faith, you believe Because I was, even even in that conversation I was having with that person, I said, you know, this is a faith book. You have to, there's some things we just can't articulate, you know, but you're not going to be able to be articulate because you won't there. And there's something beyond our intellectual Knowledge, so this is why I says by faith we have to believe things in in this word.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well I think Romans Romans one really stresses as well that the the inner man knows the truth of creation and resists it because they don't want to bend the knee. And and um You know, so like what you were saying, Eric, when, you know, you you talk it through with people and they say, well, you know, there's too much mystery. I just can't believe in God then. But they can believe in all these other things that are very outlandish and have far less um, um, evidence, you know, to to present. Mm -hmm. And I think it it just shows, again, it's our sinful nature that doesn't want, you know, we're responsible to a living God. We're not responsible to anything if we were just in the Big Bang right.
0: This is good this is good Now you kind of segue to another point that I was going to bring up is like okay does science and the scriptures are they enemies?
4: Mm.
0: or can they work to in concert work together? They can work together, right? Now, I want to I want to go to um this this scripture that Eric quoted. Let's go to Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. And when I read this, uh, I'm I'm looking at how science and scripture can be married together, right? Deuteronomy 29 29 and I, I'm, I'm going to read that in the King James and it reads the secret things belong unto the Lord our God but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of Of this law. Now, this this is in Deuteronomy, right? And when you know Moses is talking about, you know, he's he's going over the covenant in Moab, in the land of Moab. But I'm looking at this last verse. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. So being if we accept that God is omnipresent, omnipotent, all right, all-knowing then every all knowledge rests in him right Mm -hmm. but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever now could it Mm -hmm. be that the discipline of science is us discovering the wonders of his creation yeah See that's the thing. They don't. The the a lot of times these arguments, like these the, the evolution creation discussion, it puts it pits one side versus the other. But honestly, I think there needs to be some cohesion here. Now, obviously, there's a conflict with the timeline, thirteen point seven billion years ago. Now God was here, but won't nothing else here there's no recorded record of it, right? right? But when we talk about how creation formed, how things have progressed throughout the recorded history of time, we can see the scriptures tell that story. Yeah. Let's go back to Genesis one, I'm gonna keep reading. Verse six says, then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that it was. and, And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called this this space called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And God saw that it was good. <clears throat> Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed bearing plant and trees that grow seed bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation and all Mm -hmm. sorts of seed bearing plants and trees with seed bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and the trees of the same kind and saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good.
2: May I pause you there? Mm-hmm. I, I have never noticed this before. Um, well, part of it, I, I was going to say, um, these are, these are kind of written in a couplet form. First, God says something and then God does something in each of the creations and have, I have more about that in just, just a minute, if I can share that, but, but what caught my eye this time was um, for the, the earth bringing forth uh, grass and herbs and seeds and fruit yielding trees. Then in verse 12, it says, and the earth brought forth those things that's the first time that it's the earth that actually was doing it. It wasn't God being the doer as well. I just thought that was really fascinating, you know, particularly with that whole concept of seed time and harvest, which I've been mulling over so much recently. Um, it, it it shows that, that he's created the earth with life in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty awesome. But another
1: argument that people, Say that um I
0: was Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead get your
1: point. Um, but I was saying that um they said, well, how did this somebody had to write this? And so therefore, they mm-hmm. were like, Well, who how did they know to write this that uh-huh. articulated? And see the thing, the word that comes people don't want the revelation. God revealed. Mm-hmm. this to right. somebody
0: right.
1: and said that um, okay, this is what I want you to write down so we can know how the earth got started of course this is really Moses the one that he revered and wrote it, Moses got a revelation from God and wrote this down mm-hmm. and so right yeah.
0: alright <laughs> yeah and that and when we when we look at that it's like okay right the question is well these are men that wrote the the scriptures right Mm -hmm. but wasn't it man who came up with the big bang theory too yeah we didn't get that from some outside entity Yep. so we can't so is that really even an argument it's a good one and the thing about it is is it really it just the more i'm i'm sitting here just listening to everybody and just thinking about this i uh, the validity of creation the story of creation just is becoming stronger for me the more i cuz i cuz you know like like i said earlier i didn't really give it much thought because it yeah. sounded because it sounded so outlandish for it to be any other way that there wasn't intelligent design because even as you you pointed that out how once god created vegetation he he created the landmass the seas light it began to give birth unto itself like the the, so, the the seed time and harvest concept yeah right? and we talk about you know i made that joke about genetically modified food earlier right now yeah man has been able to come up with a lot of just tremendous things
2: but, but it doesn't generate itself
0: but it doesn't generate itself
2: that's right that's a good point it makes such a difference
0: so see the, the, So the, when we think about that, it all it all leads back to the reality of creation. And be, and I know I made this point in other Bible studies before. Is that if if you take somebody who has a real thirst for knowledge that is unbiased, yes, the more they dig into biology, physics. Psychology. They go at the end of the day. They're gonna see, okay, there was an intelligent design here.
2: That's where so many of the apologists who are atheists to begin with, you know, I think of C.S. Lewis first of all, but but that's a particularly familiar one to me. But so many of them started with not. Uh, being very intelligent people who tried their best to be unbiased in their approaches to debunk the Christian faith mm-hmm. and came to the bottom line of saying this has to be true. There, there is no, uh, there is no other explanation and they, and they, um, uh, you know, at least with C.S. Lewis, he was the big one who purported the the whole concept of wherever there's an effect, there has to be a cause, which is was basically the bottom line for him um, against evolutionism and for creation in this one. Can I give you one more wow that, yeah, yeah.
4: that I've
2: heard? Mm-hmm. Uh, this just blows my mind and I just love it is um at the very end of Revelation, Jesus says, I am the um, Alpha, no, I am yeah, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. If you if you translate that into Hebrew, because it's just the beginning and end of the alphabet using that concept of the beginning and the end. So, if you take it into the Hebrew language, is Aleph Da'v is the first and last letter of the Hebrew language or Hebrew alphabet? Mm-hmm. Aleph Da'v is the one word in all of Old Testament that is not translated in most situations, or it's just translated with a little um, uh, preposition word. But it does it, it if you look at it in the the translations of Hebrew they always have it blank with a little dash and then they go on with their thought with the rest of the words and um it in the uh, in the first chapter of Genesis that's why I was pointing out that the the each thing was created in a couplet form God says something and then the second time he does it and in the doing is the Aleph Thav every single time? It is except for this earth reproducing itself, which was fascinating to me. But every time, so like it says, then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So God, Aleph Thav, saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. It's Jesus. He's the Aleph thav, He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he's right here in the first chapter. And it's all through the Old Testament. Any significant moment, that hidden mystery word. And there's, again, that thing of God holds the mysteries, but he reveals them to those who seek to find. And it it just, to me, it has made it so much stronger still that this is this is a revelation this is real that's right. and not just because every little piece of the Bible dovetails with another part that dovetails with another part and it it just explodes if you want an explosion it's the word of God that's an explosion that's right because it just has so many layers that blend together all right
0: that's good that's real good now that let's listen to what that just what Mary just shared with us and let's go to John one. And think of, think about and think about Genesis one okay yep, yep. John one John chapter one and'm I'm gonna I'm read that in the I'm gonna read that in King James it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God And the word was God. Mm -hmm. The same was in the beginning with God. Okay. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 3. 3 John 1 all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men
3: awesome
0: now let's go to Hebrews 1 Hebrews 1 And we're going to look at verse 3 Now I'm going to start at verse 1 And I'm going to go down to verse 3 Alright, and I'm reading into King James 2 God who had sundry times and in Diverse manners spake In time past Unto the fathers by the prophets Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. By whom also he made the worlds. Verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. Upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged all sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now you see the interesting order here. It didn't say in the King James, it didn't say the power of his word. Says upholding all things by the word of his power. Then going back to Genesis 1, I mean, not yet, Genesis 1, God created the heaven and the earth. But John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So you see the connection between the Word, Jesus, creation is written all throughout the scriptures. And we talk about how natural science, secular science, cannot fathom why, how you, you can break down a, a molecule to the atom and then you break down the atom and there's something smaller than that that's holding that together. Then you break down something that's smaller than that, and that's holding that together. And it's like, what's what's keeping everything together? How, how how can we? I mean, we just can't find where to how to to break up this thing, this atom, this quark. You know why you can't find it? It's right here. Yeah. Jesus is the one that's upholding everything
1: yeah. and then they say you know how even the planet Earth how if we were a little close to the sun we would burn up if we was a little further away from the sun there the would freeze yes I up a too. and it's a perfect angle too mm-hmm. yeah. to it's
4: the way it's positioned
3: the right. way the seasons do
1: as said, gravity is so to the point that if it moves a little to the left, it just throws everything off. Mm-hmm. But it's so precise.
4: Right. They talked about how other planets, humans can't survive on any planet, better. Mm-hmm. Why, right? You know, it's like.
0: Yeah, and you gonna tell me that we got to this place from a mysterious bang that we all know who started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just I mean, logically, not even trying to be funny. Oh
3: yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Because the, the, there's, there's there's too much precision.
3: Absolutely.
0: Too much precision for there not to be a intelligent design. She found a flower.
3: and It hit the windshield or something. And, you know, it was laying out, teeny weeny little flower. And she was trying to she was trying to take a picture of it. It, it was. It was so tiny you could hardly see it, but when you looked at what you could see, good eyes, with other glasses, mm-hmm. you could see the intricate little details and go, as hey, you tried to say,
4: There's another
3: girl. this was some other stuff. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. The little tiny stuff in the middle of the flower, the little. Mm-hmm. It's tiny, yet it's got intricate little tiny details. Mm
0: hmm. And just, and just thinking about the human body and how it can pretty much like heal itself.
3: Right?
0: Mm. Like if you get a cut on your arm or something. I oh, don't my
3: fingers. <laughs> like
0: what happens? It doesn't stay like that. No. I mean, if your body is functioning normally, yeah. what's going to happen?
3: It heals. It begins to seal up and Clothes and a scab form, and it begins right. to heal. And
0: right.
3: for you know it, it, peels off, and there's new tissue. It's nothing new underneath. What they say about a break too. If something breaks, when it when it's because they used to think if you break if you break your arm, you're going to be careful not to break in that place again. They and I heard it again. They said, shoot, you're more than you're very unlikely to ever break the arm in the same place because where it melts, it you know heals back together. It's stronger than the places around it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Where
3: did that come from?
0: Yeah, I, I just don't think 13 billion years ago, bang, started all
4: that. I don't think you crawled out of the ocean either. Right? I don't have any gills. Sorry. Right? And that's and
0: that's the thing. It's like, well, if if we did crawl out of the ocean, where who created the ocean? <laughs> yes. And who created <laughs> our gills? Right. Right. How, I mean, that that I am mean,
3: the feet to crawl out.
0: Right. And the, uh, where do we get the reason to, to, to think about crawling out? In, in the first place. Like, why would we want to leave? What's the motivation? And how would we know what motivation is without there being intelligent? See, the more layers you pull this thing back, it just doesn't make any logical sense.
4: And I said there's circular reasoning, too. I studied that in my Christian science there's when one. I was in high school. Christian base. They said that, like, with fossils, the reason that they say they're, like, billions of years old or whatever is because... It's circular reasoning. They said that you would ask like specialists like on that, like, well, how old are the fossils? Well, they're just saying 13 billion years old, whatever it is. And then they go, well, how do you know that? Because the caves are 13 billion years old. Well, how do you know the caves are? Because the fossils are. Slightly. <laughs> <So, like, laughs> so, like, go go say, right back. Circular so, like, <laughs>
3: yeah. One would say the other. The other would say the
2: other. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going around.
3: They're like, so, okay. How do you know that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And also, I mean, I heard that, you know, sometimes they said doctors don't even know why we get sick because our bodies are so complex, yeah, right. complex, put yeah. together, well yeah. put together. Like, mm-hmm. they don't even really understand why we get sick, you know, because yeah. the way our bodies have been, been made, equipped, right? Like you said, they define the itself, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't even understand. The I guess that's right. why
4: they call it a practice, right? I always thought yeah. that it's not like an expertise, it's they have always practiced Practicing. learning more, right?
0: Well, what does the scripture say? Where do we get death from? Sin mm-hmm. The wages of sin is death yeah, right. right And that's yeah. how death and decay entered into the human race. Mm-hmm. So the more we, we sit back and just look at this, you know we, the, the reality of intelligent design it just it just screams out to me. Now we got a we got a message from from Brother David. Uh, he says, you know, he says he saw an image taken from Mars and the Earth, and just a a pinpoint of light. Psalms eight and three says the stars and the planets and the tides were all set. You think of the tilt of the Earth. God tilted the Earth after the flood to make the land appear, and the oceans oceans water freeze at the north pole, north and south poles. Hmm. Think about that. Right.
3: Because
0: when we got these theories like continental drift, stuff like this, I don't know about you, but you could read Psalms, Genesis 1, mm-hmm. and you can see explanation for all that. Right. Something that's observable, it was spoken of, revealed to Moses, for us to read today.
1: Because mm-hmm. even in the account of, you know, Noah and the Ark, you know, they said, well, how did the continents, you know, and that flood is what caused it to be. Now you got different continents, because based on what we read, they, they, everything was connected kind of together. Yeah. And that flood was kind of, you know, so. Allowed you to ask, well, how did that get like that? Well, the flood could be the answer to
4: that. Mm-hmm. So how it got that way, right. right? They said they've even found, apparently. I don't know how. I'm not an authority on this, but they have seen, like found shark teeth and things, and mountains and stuff like you know fossilized and heard about mm-hmm. that. It's like, how did that get there? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. Now, now, if I have an evolutionary theorist mind, and if I throw away intelligent design creation. Yeah. How in the world shark teeth end up in a mountain? Shark can't fly. They can't <laughs> climb. They're sharks. They're f- big fish. They belong in the water. How do you get? How do you find it in the, of the day on mountain? One the highest
3: mountains
0: too. Did a climber drag a, a shark up there, and then they get under avalanche? And and I mean, is that the explanation? Huh? But see, again, it just, honestly, in order to fully devote yourself and be di- and to digest Big Bang Theory and other theories, there has to be some type of, there's a demonic blindness that's there yeah. in order to, to, to receive it. Because if you if you, un, if you are truly unbiased and you look at the evidence, it's going to lead you back to God. Yeah. But
1: yeah, but that's the enemy's job to really try to really discredit that there is a God, yeah,
3: distort,
1: yeah, challenge, yeah, challenge to say, you know what, there there is God, and the, and the relationship, relationship between trying to find everything. new holes, to, you know, say well, this is why it's not a God because this, because that, this, how this kind of being, and so it's, it's his job to trying to you know kill that theory that there was. God, he created everything through his supernatural knowing everything. and had the ability to do this. And so he's, I want to try to discredit that.
2: So I, I do have a question before we leave. <laughs> um, knowing these things, how do we respond to the um, environmentalists nowadays who are now i believe like eric um you know satan is trying to throw the blinders again through the talk of the environmentalists who are panicking about our world falling apart and pushing the green agenda and things like that and distracting really from things that are far more important but from the scriptures have you all thought about that do you have any any directions on how to help people to get, stop worrying about that side of it.
0: Hmm. Well, honest.
3: I mean, we
2: are to care for our, our world. Right. No right. question right. about right. it. Right. And, and I know I've, I've heard um, Andrew Womack uh, speak and it was just really helpful to me to hear, um, you know, God has, planned everything to the final end so he's not missing a trick here even with sin's destruction in the world and i say yeah that scripture verifies that he knows exactly when he's coming back and he has everything to the the t so nothing is is um gonna or the world is not gonna wear out before his plan wears out but I was just wondering, do you all have any, any thoughts on when you speak to somebody who's just so panicky about this stuff?
0: I, I would definitely reinforce the, the importance of being a good steward of the earth, because that's biblical teaching. And that's what, that's what he told Adam and Eve to do in the very beginning. Yeah. To be a steward over the earth. So that in and of itself, you know, is is a good thing. But now the danger is is like when we put the re- the creation above the creator in the sense that, you know, you're you're elevating God's creation above the value of God himself and you know, Man right. who is created in God's image.
4: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's like shifting the order. It's just like yeah. people who, you know, somebody who is adamant about saving the whales, but pro choice.
4: Yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah.
0: So it's like, okay, it's okay for a human life to be aborted, but we got, I need to have some selective outrage against people who, you know, kill elephants whales
4: mm. now mm.
0: again is it is it is it cool is it is it acceptable to abuse animal kingdom absolutely not, oh, no. absolutely not. but let's be let's be consistent with our outrage right. and not have mm. not be selective but again that's that's a that's a part of what the demonic deception yes
3: this, yeah. right
0: to to elevate animal the animal kingdom and the environment above human beings who were, were created in God's image.
4: Yeah, I've said it over and over. My example with like that is I go, you know, if, and I had a dog at the time, we did it several years ago, and we loved him. I mean, he was part of the family. He passed on at old age, but I go, it was a burning building, and my mother and my dog's in there. I love him to death, but I go, <laughs> If I only have room for one to, to save, it's gonna be my mom. I mean, of right. course, and that's where it comes from, you know. If I can save both, first do mom, we do mom and do him. Nice, so, you yeah. Get your priorities right,
0: right. Yeah, Mary. Mm-hmm. And that'll And I'm, I'm thinking about, and there, there's a, there's more answers to Mary's question too. You know, I'm, um, I'm just mulling yeah, it's over. Yeah, just it.
2: something to think about.
0: I'm mulling over a bit because it's really. You know, you because you because I know some people would say that. Well, here's another way to look at it too. All right, we are called salt and in light, right? Okay. Now you know in Romans how it talks about the the earth is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Right. Mm-hmm. So those of us who are pre-trip rapture people. We realize that if as long as the church is here, as long as the body of Christ is here, this, you know, the the earth is going, there's going to be a level of preservation in the earth regardless because salt is still here.
2: That's good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: But now when you you take the salt out, you remove the salt. Then the decay okay. can become more rapid. Yes.
3: Right.
0: Right. It just think. Just think about yeah, acceleration because you think about how back in the day you know we, we you didn't have refrigerators so you use salt yeah. to preserve food.
3: To make through the winter. Right. So you have to preserve.
0: Mm-hmm. It but once you remove the food from the salt, then it's open to the air and to the decay. Yeah. So it is with the earth.
2: I think that's why the tribulations can be horrible.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, if your friend, your friend is like, "Well, you could tell, you could be, you could tell your friend, like, hey, as long as I'm here, we good, Mm -hmm. because you got salt right in front of you. (laughs) There's some salt in there. But now, if you you, you see a pile of clothes somewhere, you pass church house. You know your job and some clothes just laying on the floor. Now it's time to (laughs) be concerned.
3: That's good.
2: All
0: right. Let me fast forward to Genesis. Go back to Genesis, and we're gonna look at verses. 20, 26 to 31. All right, I'll stick with the old King James here.
3: I like the King
0: James. I'm not scared of it no more. All right. Genesis 1 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I've given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be food for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, when there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw, saw everything that it was made, that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day." <laughs> so you see, the intelligent design, man being created in the image of God. So as God was a creator, man has been used to create many things. This phone I'm talking that, that I'm using tonight, this iPad, MacBook, this table, these chairs. Man created these. How could man do that? He's made in the image of God, with intelligence,
4: it's intelligence.
0: the ability to think and, and to reason, and to create. Right.
4: They said that with like humans versus animals, where they tried to say that they came from apes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. And I'm very thankful for again, a Judeo-Christian-based, you know, education that I had my whole life, but particularly in high school, too. But it was one of the other things about creationism versus evolution. It was a whole chapter, a couple chapters I did on that in high school. And one of them was, um, they talked about, you know, how we supposed to came from apes, and apes, you know, apparently, you know, whatever. Intelligent to some reason, we know. They do certain things, and they have the arms and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they said that they had scientists get, no, people who do like, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? They're like uh, probabilities and things like that and stuff, and they figure it's going to be really smart people, that if you were to take monkeys or apes or something, I think monkeys, and put them in a room with computers or like type, and for them to say, like, in the beginning, God created them in your, you know, it was like a statement. You know, mm-hmm. there would have been Joe Schmo below. You know, I'll be like a, or four score and seven years ago. They said it would take, and I mean, it was an off-the-chart ridiculous amount of years for that one of those, just say, 25 monkeys to accidentally type all the letters in that sentence, you know, themselves, without, you know, somebody grabbing their hand or a little paw or whatever and doing it so they aren't intelligent like us. We are the ones, you know, it maybe think, You know, we have intelligence.
3: <laughs> if we came from monkeys and age or whatever, how come they're still here? Yeah, what's the need? Well, it was, it was
1: right. to they they I said there early I said, why they didn't keep you hand evolving? Yeah, you think so. so yeah, you become a it. human, right? You know, <laughs> it's
3: like so crazy. This was only to stop. That's it. you, you evolve. It, it seems to be because you've gone to mm-hmm. another level, right? Yeah.
0: So, just I'm still thinking about Mary's question. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about, you know, the Evolutionists, I mean, you know, people that are really strong in the environment and are fearful about losing, you know, the earth. It's like the scriptures say, as long as there's seed time, harvest, summer, winter will remain,
4: Mm
0: -hmm. right? And just going back to why the decay is here in in the earth in the first place. Remember in Genesis three, where because of sin, I'm I'm trying to go there. Genesis three, three and 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. And upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And unto the woman he said, Thou will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I have commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow, thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. So you see the cursed ground, right? After sin entered in the human race. Right. And you just think about that progression and we talk about the whole idea of evolution. Yeah, there is evolution. The evolution of sin mm. and it's, and it's, and it's destruction on the earth and, and and man, right And it really just it really just points out to the the, the destiny of man without Christ. Because if you are without Christ, you have a reason to be very nervous. Because it is the the, the creation is headed for destruction. And it started here.
1: Well, I think people argue the fact that you know hear so many arguments about well, why is this happening? You know, and then they say, Well, okay. And then we go back we're always talking about the sovereign thing, where God is sovereign. In their definition of in control of everything, why is all this? Why don't he stop it? And you just answer the question we read, okay. He gave earth to man. Man messed it up. Okay, so and and nothing can happen on earth without man. So God still he that's still an order, to the thing he put in place right. that has never stopped. He just okay, I gave you free will, I gave you authority to earth. Right. You messed it up, so, and we have free will. So, of course, man, is you're screwing it up. Mm-hmm. And unless he comes to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, know God, then the possibility he can begin to hear the voice of God, begin okay. to do things the way God wants. But this is, as you said, the progression of, of things being messed up and continue to be messed up because, once again, man, to I'm not going back on what I said. Right. But if you return to me, then one by one he can begin to.
3: Yeah, even the curses, because Jesus hanging on the tree is that every curse, and this we talk about with women, you know, us being ladies, we have babies and sorrow. Right. It doesn't have to be that way anymore when you become a believer because you believe that he can protect you from it because the curses are broke. That's if you know who Jesus is to believe. If right. to believe his word right. and trust in what he says. That's good. That's,
0: good. That's good. All right. Well, let me close with um, Revelation 21.
3: Revelation hmm. 21.
0: 121 one through four All right. this is something for those who believe to be, to look forward to <coughs> it says in the new living translation then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. And the sea was also gone and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. So the story of creation is really just getting started. All right, social media family. Thank you for joining us.